Let's get all sorted. I'm James. Jeff Smash. What are you doing, Jeff? You say we green. Hello, Jeff. Hey, James. And hello, all listeners out there. Thank you very much again to our patrons. We appreciate the support every month. It is awesome and keeps us on the air. Are we in the air, Jeff? We're in the cloud, I think. We're in the cloud. Thank you for keeping us in the clouds. And if you'd like people to find us in the clouds, if you could take two minutes, go on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast and give us a rating, it really helps people track us down. And not a one star or zero star rating. No, I mean, unless that's what's in your heart, in in which case... Then you do that. We support that. Yeah, we're doing our best here. (laughs) Like, you know, we try. You tried a good Hulk. That was a good Hulk. It was... It was a, you, you said, I'm going to give you 40% Hulk. Like, <laughs> that's the best description of a, an attempt at doing something ever. It's like, give me your best Hulk, Jeff. And you're like, I got 40% Hulk. <laughs> give you a 40% Hulk right here. So we're going green, but not that green. No, because that would be very messy. And we're trying to... Well, we're not trying. Let's back up a bit. Can, should we back up well, a little sent, bit here? You sent me a good article very recently. Excellent. It was more than good. Yeah, it was an excellent article. <laughs> I was just excited that you read it. I wasn't correcting oh. you. But it was an excellent article. Yeah. And we'll we'll have a link to it on our website. Yeah, go go check it out yourself. Go read it. But we'll uh, kind of touch on its main points. Yeah. Because it got us thinking. It did. So it all comes back to what Lego set out to do about three years ago when they pumped $155 million into a new sustainable materials center. Was that krona or dollars? That is, this is dollars translated Oh, you've into, already done it. Yes, American dollars even, which are better than Canadian dollars. It's just a fact. It's just a fact. Anyway, uh, so that $155 million, uh, they added 100 employees and they gave them the task of finding sustainable materials for Lego to use in all of its products by 2030. 100 employees seems like a lot. That's not, it's definitely not just, you know, putting a facade up of, look, we're going to try. No, that's some material science guys and ladies that are working on this problem. Yeah. Like that's some people who with some know-how actually investigating real solutions, I feel like. And they're already starting with their first salvo hmm. into this. Yeah. They've recently released a bunch of plants made from plants, which is a fun way of saying it. Yeah. But we'll break down. Yeah, we'll break it down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but let's start with let's start with this solution. So these are polyethylene elements. Yeah. As opposed to the softer plastics they've used before for the plants. I think they used polyethylene before. Mm, but it's what the ethanol that's right. was sourced from. Yeah, so it's it, exactly. So I think before they were using polyethylene, because that's typically a softer plastic that you like plastic bags, things like that. It's mm. the, the whole ethylene family. Um, they were sourcing the, yes, I think the ethanol was coming from now a plant-based source. Sugarcane now. Yes. They're testing the waters. They dip their toe in. So selling it as a, as a, a big gold green set might be a bit of a stretch, but I think they're, they're testing the water and probably seeing how people are going to respond to this. But it is, it's nice to take the oil out of that production of plastic. As much as possible. Yeah. So that's less oil that needs to be sourced. Yeah. It's more sugar <laughs> that needs to be sourced. Yeah. And that's a whole other set of issues that we, we can get to. I don't know. When do we want to... Well, let's talk about the plastic itself. So they chose this plastic because it doesn't need the same tolerances as, say, the ABS that they use in about 80% of their bricks. Yeah. Uh, So it's a good place to start 
because yes. uh, the it already feels different than the ABS. It's it's softer. It's got that. Yeah, you've all felt the modern shrubbery. I'm sure you have some exactly. near you. Go grab some if you're listening it, to this. It's got a bit more texture, a bit more. It's not so smooth. Mm-hmm. And it's bendy. You can bend it with your exactly. hand. Exactly, it's it'll, malleable. It'll mostly come back into shape. It's not you... translucent or or it's it's uh, yeah it's a opaque product. So yeah, I, I think it's uh, it was a good one to start with for sure. Yeah, and. That's great. However, they use this plastic in about 1% to 2% of all of the elements they produce in a year. Yeah. Uh, now, to put that in perspective, they sell 75 billion elements a year. Yes. So 1% to 2% is still... It's still quite a bit. It's a significant number. And uh, yeah, I think it was a good place to start. It was an easy... It might You could see it as an easy start or an obvious place to start, but it, it at least is a start and it's a... It, they made, they needed to take that baby step mm-hmm. because it's not, they don't want to jump straight in with trying to replace ABS or, or no. you know, like it's, that's too, let's, let's work and on the outer edges of yeah. things. And One of the problems is this already existed. Yeah. This is not a new material. Right. They, they just, it's a bit more expensive. Right. And they're seeing how it fits into the line and, mm-hmm. and it seems apparently it looks and feels the same so because it is the same exactly it's just it, like the, the the chain of things is the same it's just sourcing one of the you get the same product at the end of the day yeah so success yeah win victory i think so let's all go home yeah we're all we're all done now let's uh let's take off the baby shoes tie them up bronze them set them on the shelf and uh now let's put on the the, the bigger sneakers because i think we need to take some big steps now so what's going to be involved in taking some big steps for them the main hang-up is they use 80 abs in about 80 percent of their products we said yeah they make 3700 different individual elements hmm uh, so that's a lot, and the replacement for ABS does not exist in the world today. Right. So if this is not taking an existing product and fitting it into your production. No. It's inventing something new, whole cloth, that not only has the look, the feel, the sound of Lego. Yeah. It doesn't shrink or uh, over time. It doesn't uh, break down over time. Yeah. It It's... It just, it's going to be... The same clutch power, the same everything. Everything. Uh, and produced in the, their machines the same way. Because right. that's the other thing. Different plastics shrink at different rates. Yes. So everything they put into a mold, the molds are bigger than the actual finished piece mm. because it shrinks. And they know what the shrinkage is, and they have very, very exacting tolerances. They have a lot of experience working with ABS. Yes. And how how do you put it into the, to the molds? Yeah. Some plastics you can uh, push with air. Some have to be screw-fed in. All of this infrastructure to build the bricks already exists. Right. So it's not just a matter of finding a plastic that looks and feels and sounds the same. That's going to work on all the existing molds. Exactly. Yeah. I, it's a massive problem. And that, that 100 people now actually doesn't seem like very many people. Yes. So when you start breaking apart the, the problem and all of the points that they have to hit, just it, the first step of you know sourcing out the different materials that they'll try out. So they'll try everything from various plant-based solutions, whether I, I don't even know all of the things that I'm sure they've gone through. They've gone through... If you were to look up alternatives to uh, ABS or alternatives to plastic, they've tried them all at this point, and they're finding something that can get them close. But then it's it'll be things that that matrix of checkboxes where it'll be like, okay, we got the same clutch power. It's uh, the same. We don't. We got the, the tolerances are perfect. It's you know works in the molds. It's something we can get easily. It's a product that's sustainable. It's not going to destroy the environment when we gather it. We can regrow whatever it is, but it doesn't have the same sheen. 
Yeah. Or it's, the color's marbly. Or when you stir it around, it sounds a little like, sounds more brittle. It sounds like it's going to bust. No gristilling. Yeah. Gristilling? Gristilling. I don't know. It doesn't have that same beautiful, you know, the, the resonance of our intro. It doesn't sound like that. So uh, that would be a problem because we'd have to, re- I'd have to recut the introduction. That's Jeff. right. Yeah. I'm not, I don't want to re-record that. <laughs> don't do it Lego. No, it's, so it's all these little problems that they'll get all of those. And then they'll, they'll like one thing they won't be able to get in that matrix of things. Next product. Yeah. So uh, does everything except now after 10 years, it becomes very brittle. Right. Exactly. Can't have that. Yeah, so you got to do age testing, stress testing. Oh, it's so much material science stuff. Yeah, I can't even imagine trying to churn over your entire production. And then so not only just sourcing it, but getting it to these factories and then turning over the, the actual factories to go from, like you said, the way that they're used to processing ABS pellets. Now you've got to work with this other material that might have, you know, different heating ranges, might have different, it's, it's, everything's different. So many challenges. And I think as soon as we started talking about it, you think most companies wouldn't do this. Yeah, it, it is definitely, if it ain't broke, um, maybe we should look at it and see if it really is broken and then yeah. <laughs> see if we can find a better way. Because I, this isn't, I can't imagine this is going to help their profit margins because they either will have to eat the cost or charge a bit of a premium. But in the long term, they'll just have to either eat it or charge us more for the product which could end up hurting the sales of the product. I do think this is profit-based hmm. at the end of the day. Okay. And I think it will help the their price profits. Of, price of crude has just gone up and up and up. Well, there's that. So it takes two kilograms of oil to make one kilogram of ABS plastic. Okay. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. So that's the cost of oil. I think there's that. And there's the oil will get scarcer. Right. As we go forward. Yes. So that's part of it. But I also think that there is going to be a reckoning for all of the plastic consumables that have been made. Right. And I think it's, we've talked about this before with Lego. Mm-hmm. Lego is terrible for the environment on its face. Yes. ABS plastic is not good. Yeah. It, it eventually does break down and it breaks down into the micro bead plastics, which get into everything, everything from to to humans at the end. Yeah. Because of just going through the food chain. And that's terrible. Yes. But Lego is also something that doesn't get thrown out a lot. Right. So it doesn't end up in the ocean yes. as much unless the uh, the tanker goes down with the shipment. But it's well, none of us are chucking our Lego in the ocean. But all of these plastic consumable toys yeah. have come up. Hmm. And we're going to get to a point where every every city has segregated out all of their different wastes and you're pulling everything you can that's recyclable, that's reusable, that's organic, and we're still going to be overflowing landfills because yeah. things like pop vinyl exist. Yes. See, that's where I think some of the collectible stuff is more insipid because it's it's more likely to get turfed when, when someone leaves home grows up comes back and has to deal with their childhood stuff they're gonna have less attachment to some of this stuff lego is going it's not trend-based it's it's stuff that like my daughter this you know uh is going to be getting a uh, she's getting gifted a pile of lego from my brother-in-law who had to clean out storage at his parents place and was like oh i found out a bunch of lego does you know does your daughter want it yes yes <laughs> she would love it because even if it's uh you know say somebody collected lego star wars and they're going to gift it to somebody else. And for whatever reason, Star Wars gets out of the consciousness. Yeah. The person receiving Lego doesn't care that it's Star Wars Lego. It's Lego. It fits with all of the rest of the Lego. Uh, exactly. Whereas if somebody has a collection of, you know, Fallout vinyl 
figures from many, many different, I don't want to just single out pop as like the company responsible for no. all of this. There's dozens of different, they were just things. one of the and they might have, faces of the, say you've got 50 different fallout characters Yeah. in 20 years from now. Is that going to resonate with yeah, anyone? Exactly. Will it just be chucked or recycled mm-hmm. or will it still be a collectible? Yeah. That's yeah. the question. And so I think there's gonna be a reckoning from that and there's going to be a lot of political ill will towards that. And right. And I think 2030 is a probably a pretty good guess yeah. of when this reckoning is going to happen. Yeah. And they need to be able to say, that's not us. I think as we go towards, uh, you know, electric cars and more green based solutions for things and electric power or renewable power becomes not just a buzzword, but becomes a reality, uh, more widespread, which 2030 sounds like it might actually be a good timeline because then those things are going to be so mainstream that, uh, if you're out of step with that, you're going to look ridiculous. And so they don't want to be left in, in the dark ages, uh, when that happens for sure. And the problem might end up being the solution for Lego hmm. because recycled ABS is a very good way to go, except that it's very energy. Uh, it costs a lot of energy yeah. to recycle. Yeah. But they happen to be in Denmark. Right. And they happen to be funding uh, wind power farms. Exactly. So if they can take renewable energy to convert waste, and there'll be a lot of high quality ABS plastic ready for recycling yeah. by the time they are ready to start recycling it. Yeah. <laughs> So that'll be interesting to see if that's that it still ends up being ABS, but they say, look at us, we are taking other people's problem and putting it into our product. Right. Which becomes multi-generational. Yeah. And not and that becomes landfill. a whole other issue though as well, is the shipping and you know, the transport of this stuff all over. Like it's it's such a weird global problem. It really is. It is just so it seems absurd the idea of, you know, trucking. Like we're we're trying to do our best to buy, you know, local produce and stuff. And then oh but we're gonna ship ABS around the world. <laughs> It, it does seem there's a, a contradiction in a lot of modern uh, living, which I do think a lot of younger kids are going to be much more aware of and probably like, why is my planet burning? <laughs> like After the summers we've been having, I think, you know, kids are not going to be like, yay, it's like, oh, why did you yeah. guys mess it up? I think we are recording this on the first non-record high day in it's two true. weeks. Where it's just normal amounts of sweat in your office, not like 8 billion degrees. It's been unbearably hot. So, yeah, let's go green. So <laughs> Let's cut those carbon emissions. <laughs> That's true. The, the global transportation, that is another thing. But I feel like that will change into 2030 as well. You've already got major companies working on electric long-haul trucks. Right. That will be... Just, it's the tankers that we need to work on. But that's going to be next because yeah. that's... As oil prices go up, yes. the cost of shipping... Exactly, yeah. I, I know uh, I, when I, I worked for one company and they, they bought a product from a company that was known for making their product in the States and they started making a lot of products in China... Hmm. Because it was so much cheaper and oil prices got to the point where the cost of shipping it from China to the States ate up all of the savings of producing it in China. So they brought all the production back to the U.S. Yeah. That's going to continue to happen. Oil's not going to get cheaper. No, exactly. So once the cost of shipping in those large tankers becomes prohibitive, Hmm. the free market will produce greener tankers. Hmm. That's just going to happen. Yeah. The technology has to already exist. I, do, I have no idea. It's just a matter of, of cost. Yeah. 
So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So it is interesting that, you know, Lego, a couple of those 100 people must be planners who are thinking about these specific issues and trying to work out the logistics of it all and look forward, use that crystal ball a little bit, but also what's here now? What's going to be here? Where do we want to be in that whole chain of yeah. things? Tackle the low-hanging fruit first. Yeah. Like they've done with the, the, poly- the polyethylene. Yeah. And we'll see. Uh, it's encouraging to see a company of this magnitude, though, make even baby steps because it's gonna that's going to ripple through the rest of the toy industry, hopefully, where people go, yeah, we should start thinking about that. Let your Mattels, your Hasbros, all of your big companies to start being more aware of these things. I, I don't know what other companies are making inroads on this stuff. They must be thinking about it. I wonder, though, too, because if you're a publicly traded company, there's less impetus. To... Your responsibility is share price. Right. So yes. if you invest in long range R&D. Yeah that will keep your company healthy over the long haul right you could actually be sued no you're right that's a pri- yeah this is the the elon musk dilemma yes. i, w- I want to go private but you know the issues with being a public company for sure for sure there's access to capital but the consequences are being beholden to your shareholders and that's not a good place for long-term decision making let's play the markets <laughs> It just, you know, we talk about the free market, like it, the whole concept it, it of Lego being a private company makes so much more sense when you really do think about the, the economics of it all and the and about those stock market dynamics. It's just is like, why would you want to get involved in that? Oh, my gosh. Yes. As long as you're healthy enough to, to, to be able to sustain yeah, financially, yeah. Not, not need cash. Or even this year where Lego slow down production because they'd overproduced right you know seeing seeing the writing on the wall mm-hmm. that they couldn't just produce more and more stuff as eventually there would be no place to put it yeah so lego store sales were consistent but their sales to stores went down right because there was a backlog of product to sell yeah and that's a decision i think a private company can make yeah whereas a public company it gets it gets harder although they might have slashed those jobs years earlier yeah to look healthier on the balance sheets. Well, it's good that they've they're able to maintain, you know, when they make a decision that might not appeal to shareholders. As a private company, they they don't have to fire a bunch of executives as a as a show trial. Yes. And it's a, they're able to then retain that brain trust and have those people continue to make those long-term decisions, mm-hmm. which is you need that. You need the people who aren't just constantly paranoid about their own jobs and they're able to make the best decisions for the companies because they they really feel that i'll be here in 20 years and sometimes they're hard decisions yeah and sometimes they're easier decisions yeah so it's anyway it's it's an interesting uh it's a lot of those those problems i would not want to have to i I did a tiny bit of plastic sourcing when i worked for a, a fiber optic company many years ago and uh, had to find, uh, we had a polycarbonate cable and I had to find a solution. So it was funny reading through these plastics. I'm like, I've, I've dealt with issues related to these things. I was just like, it, it was a nightmare. Like you're like, okay, we need a thing that'll handle a certain more torsion than polycarbonate. No, but we don't want it to be too, too pliable, but uh, pliable enough. So what grade of polyethylene, what additives? Like it just, it's the world of plastics is crazy. And I had no idea till I got into that role. But it's interesting. I, I empathize highly when, as I was reading that article, it brought that all back. And I was like, oh man, yeah, I remember the headache. Also, it's fascinating um, to that whole world. So it's it must be exciting for Lego to be, um, whoever's working on these solutions, it must be an exciting thing to be working on something progressive, knowing you're making a positive impact on a company at such a fundamental level. 
is that they're going to have a foot, you know, uh, or their fingerprint's going to be on the future of toys. And it's really funny because if they do their job properly, no one will ever know. That's right. Yeah, exactly. That's the other side of it, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, you might be the most, in, you might make the most important discovery ever in the history of the company. Yeah. And, and everyone else out there will go, oh, good, Lego's still the same. And it's like the, a friend of mine used to buy uh, bins of Lego on eBay many, many years ago and uh, would get, he'd be like, yeah, you can, you, you can't really tell. Like, it'd be like, yeah, you can tell from colors and stuff. But he has like, you know, giant tubs of this stuff. And it was yeah, everything from the 60s on. You just don't know some of it. And so the idea in the future, exactly that. You won't even know. You'll be able to mix in this new stuff with that giant bin of Lego. And you'd be like, I don't know, it's plastic, maybe. You can still take that brick from 1958 and... Yeah. Put a brick from 2018 or 2030 on it. Right. And that's that's yeah. the key. Yeah. When was the shift? They had that from the 40s up till the, was it mid-60s where they were using something else? I don't remember. Yeah, now. they did in the 60s, mid-60s, they switched plastic because the first plastics break down. Yes. Yeah. But um, that was plastics in general in the, that time period. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, the crazy. And that's, that, like you said, that long-term problem of like, will this new plastic hold up? Yeah. For that's the question. 10 years, 20 years. Like that's, that's and, and a, lot of, a lot of banking on that. This is the rare case where you're making something that has to be able to go 50 plus years. Exactly. They're not writing in obsolescence. Yeah. The, they the, want it to last. <laughs> they want you to hand it down. They want you to send your Lego yeah, to Jeff. That's funny. That's still sorting. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's just random, random people listening to a podcast about Lego. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was listening to this Lego podcast. Don't ask me why, but I got all those Rubbermaid bins of Lego out in the shed. I guess we should give them over to that Jeff guy. I'm just, I'm concerned that you, we've been doing this for how many years, and this is the first that I heard that you have a friend that just has bins and bins and bins of Lego. He doesn't. He doesn't. He uses them for. Uh, uh, he has a. Me he makes mega games. Uh, he has this. Uh, it, it's insane. But he has his mega game, and it's. Uh, he makes war stuff with like like tanks and things using Lego. So he'll have like the Red Army, and it's like he's made because it would be. I guess it was harder at that time period to get board game parts because he pillages board games and Lego yes. and makes this insane thing. It's amazing. He's explained it, and my brain glosses. Oh, it's so complicated, and it takes months. To play. And I was just like, okay, but Lego was the perfect so it's, solution. It's a miniature war game. Yes. But not no miniature really. Like no, it's, it's mostly Lego. Massive scale. Yeah. Like games that take place in his, giant his rooms. entire basement. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But anyway, that's why he has the you so he's not it's not he's not a Lego aficionado. It's, just, it's, he's it's, repurposing Lego. It's a building block. Yeah. That's Lego. That's Lego. Exactly. It does that too. <laughs> But yeah, I, I'm curious to see what other uh, issues, implications will come up out of this. That's the question, because I know, uh, for example, in, in the food sector, palm oil became huge. Right. And because palm oil became huge. Deforestation Deforestation huge. big time. Yeah. yeah. And even companies that thought they were getting sustainably sourced. Yeah. You're dealing with a sustainable farm, but they're tapped out. So yeah. then they're subcontracting and they're that company subcontracting. They're and pushing people off of land. Yeah. And uh, so you got human rights issues get into it. You're now deforestation at a scale where they're not replanting at all. Not only that, after we run out of oil, we're gonna run out of fresh water. Exactly. And there's a lot of water in farming. Yes. So it'll be interesting to see, yes, what the it's a different ripple set of effect consequences. consequences are yeah. for making some changes. Uh, we'll we'll see. And then so there's gonna be it's not just there's gonna be uh, green Lego, but there's gonna be shades of green Lego. Like there's gonna be and it's how all green still plastic. Yes, at yeah. the end of the day, exactly. Yeah, it's a complicated one. So it's good on them for stepping up to the problem. 
and the, and the, like you said, they have to, but it's good they'd have. They're in with their eyes open, mm-hmm. right? They know they know what they're doing. <laughs> like I have, I have confidence in Lego to, to not just do it to do it, yes, but to do it right. Yeah. So we'll see. Well, it's not a like you said. They're not. It's not a market reaction. They're they're being proactive, and that puts them in a much better position. It sounds like they've you know they've tooled up with the employees. They are a lot more. They're in a position to really come up with a good solution and not be come up with one that's based on panic. When in you know twenty twenty five, oil goes to whatever dollars a barrel, and it's it threatens the entire toy industry. So they're not yeah. they're not waiting for that to happen. And that does bring up another point too, though. One of the reasons they're getting ahead of the curve is they want control of whatever product it is right so they'll have both i guess uh ip on it for the technologies involved possibly if they're inventing or or if if they're getting it from the well build in some sort of exclusivity right uh, at least for a large period of time yes and that's that's interesting too because they'll be like hey we found this plastic that's better for the environment yeah but only we have it or the, or if you want it exactly. you get to come through us so they might be in the alternative plastics business as well as yeah. the toy business so yes furniture company you know yeah you can license this from us yeah oh mattel sorry right shut out the competition yeah i like that that we're we don't just approach this as as like two middle-aged fanboys <laughs> you know we i do think we both we try to give a lot of leeway on a lot of the decision making that lego makes but also try to be critical of it and think okay like let's look at the, the angles i agree i think it's it's a much there's a lot going like a lot of conversations that are being held in a lot of different aspects of this like the environmental the business the yeah like long-term strategies i wish i could be a fly like a little brick fly on the wall yeah yeah it's everything they do seems well thought out Mm -hmm. ahead of time which is nice i mean not everything they Mm -hmm. did galador (laughs) but even that there was meetings and meetings and meetings and meetings and it was they weren't guessing they just they just did wrong well they're yeah they're gonna think out wrong sometimes yeah they just they want to make sure they don't think this went out wrong. But there is definitely there is always in business a conflict between your stated goals and your goals. Yeah. And it's nice when the their goals intersect with the public good. Exactly. But at the end of the day they are even though they're private they're a, a for-profit business that needs to make a profit to continue in business. This is an interesting one for them because it's a win-win really at the end of the day. Yeah. It's good for business, it's good for the customers, it's good for their PR, it's good for everything. And I you know uh, letting out a little bit of the product as they go through the process and being they're not being transparent about the process entirely but they are they're attempting to get a little good, bit of goodwill marketing from it all and say hey we're working on it yeah. and it, it it kind of puts everybody uh, at bay from being able to criticize them because they can be like, no, we're working on it. And and if they find a solution, if, if they're making 75 billion pieces of Lego, how many thousands and thousands and thousands of kilograms of oil mm. does that take out of demand? Yeah. It, it, would be, it would be a big shift in the world for sure. I'll be able to drive my Hummer to your house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the tank. I bought a tank just to specifically to come over here. That sounds that sounds like the opposite of you. Oh yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't hear me roll up. It's a tank, but he tows it with a Prius, so it's yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, that was yeah. It was interesting. I wasn't sure when we we were talking about um, how to how to approach this topic. It was like. How much is there to really talk about? But there always is with these issues because there's so many always. peripheral issues that come out. I, so I do, uh, if they could find something that looks right and feels right, but doesn't sound right, mm. would that satisfy you? Or 
Oh, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think it's a difficult one because I think if you, let's pretend Lego never existed and mm-hmm. let's say company uh, Lago uh, is formed and puts out a product and that fits all the things, but it sounds a little more plasticky. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound as deep and, you know, rich of a tone when you stir it around. It sounds a little bit more brittle. Isn't, but it sounds more brittle. Yeah. Would I care? Uh, probably not. If yeah. uh, if the if the product does all the things that if Lago is 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 this amazing thing that I can build all the my imaginations and desires with, what do I care? That to me, sound is the the bottom of the list for sure. If they can find something that that feels the same, feel yeah. I think is most important. Yes, and then so. the look because yeah. it would be annoying. But they've shifted colors so many times in the past. As long as like you said, doesn't even look marble or ABS. Yeah, high consistency in the color. Yeah, appearance. Like, when I stick all my orange together, the very Variation is startling how much variation there is in the orange. Yeah. Right. Which is annoying for me because I love orange. Right. <laughs> so even even that, yeah. if it if it feels right, I'll be happy. If it has a if it has a higher tone in the sound. The, the other thing to remember too is it'll be a long time before the sound really shifts because every there's so many hundreds of billions of pieces of lego out there yeah that every newborn starts with a box of lego now exactly yeah they there might be kids who come to see the old lego as sounding weird absolutely so, so it's who knows it's all don't the, reject things out of hand here lego let's yeah i agree i think that that's i know i think that must be one of the least important checkboxes in the matrix is just like eh, if we can nail that one that's awesome mm-hmm. but at the end of the day yeah and at least with polyethylene you would never hear that well, again, it's it's still polyethylene anyway, so never mind. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It is funny though when you do uh, just on that idea when when you play with uh, knockoff building blocks or you there's other toys. There's things that over the years, like if cleaning out my my house, we have some old toys from the 70s or from the 80s, and man, those things have heft. Yeah. And it is funny when you when you get a new play thing today or you see a kid's toy, it is it often feels like it's going to fall apart immediately. But that is our weird psychological perception. It might be all strong as all get out. But my perception is, is that because it doesn't have heft and weight and stuff, it must be cheap and but badly made. They're definitely engineered to be lighter now mm-hmm. because of the cost of shipping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're going to cut away more plastic. And also just technology is better. You can molding is way better than it would have been at that time period. So they can make these really good parts also we have cad yeah (laughs) we have computer uh design that we can do they didn't have that so the way they did things were super crude you couldn't do crazy undercuttings and weird things it just we can do so much now and i think there are some there's some more low-hanging fruit out there for lego i know they reduced the size of their boxes already i think they could reduce the size of the boxes uh by about 20 percent again Hmm. i know they need that shelf space but i would rather they filled up shelf space with semi-permanent displays or rotating displays yeah. that show the sets built and took up less space in the shipping containers I agree, yeah. for the sets. I still find way too much it's, air It's inside. absurdly inefficient. And and this is this is better than it was. This is the same issue we've talked about with the board game industry, too. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the whole game, like uh, toys and games industry is... The whole thing has the, this issue of but, we want to own the Lego shelf, has we enough, want standard sizes. Thing, Lego has enough power to dictate. Walmart's not going to stop selling Lego. Toys R Us in Canada right, exactly. is not going to stop selling Lego. I mean, Toys R Us in the well, States stop selling everything. There's going to be some poor kid that has to shift the, uh, the little price thingo down mm-hmm. the, the slot a little bit to uh, indicate that they've now opened up more shelf space. You think of anything, they'd actually be happy that they have more products to show, not less. Like stores they, would love it, It's tough think. because you do need, I get it, but I think if you have a display that shows the sets, 
hmm. and you standardize how the, sta- the those displayed sets are stacked around it. Right, I see. It would make it really easy. Yeah. Um, I don't And the other thing, too, is more and more people are shopping online. Yeah. So not only are, is Lego exactly. paying money to ship that, now the consumer is responsible. Yes. And, I mean, that being said, you know, if you're buying from Amazon, even the box gets half the size it is now. They're still going to throw it in their giant box with 700 pounds of bubble wrap around it and send it off to you. Well, all that's going to improve. And it also means smaller warehousing requirements wherever it's sitting. Right. Like you said, smaller shipping. Less walking for the poor guy that's being timed on everything they're grabbing from the shelves. No, there's a robot doing that. There's no, there'll be no humans. <laughs> no humans will ever touch the, the box when the drone delivers it to my house. <laughs> Good that, times. That's another matter. <laughs> but yet another reason for smaller boxes. Yes, totally. So, so Lego, take that, take that step again. Keep cutting it down. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't see any, exactly, any little thing you can shift. It's just, it is that trade-off and hopefully over time it just continues to improve. It, it is nice that everything inside is now, almost everything inside is recyclable. Yeah, by and large. Yeah. I mean, we have issues here with, it has to be numbered mm-hmm. for you to be, so the, the the small bags, for instance, often aren't numbered. Those, I don't know what you do with. I put them inside the big bag. I do yeah. that as well. Yeah. yeah. But I, I don't know if they just, at the recycling depot, just chuck them because if it's not numbered, they, they can make number seven with it, which is what all non-standard plastic should just become as park benches, basically. But whether or not the company that, the private company that does the recycling will deal with it or just throw it in the garbage that's another issue for sure because there's what, a but it's lot annoying. of there's a lot of fraud in that industry for sure yeah you know where restaurants are like oh we recycle everything because they put it in a recycle bin yeah. and then a company comes and takes their garbage and the recycling dumps it together yeah because it's not worth the money for them exactly <laughs> as you say the world the world but at least there's good steps being made that's the main thing all right well let us know what uh you guys think here i'm sure again another one of these uh, you know what i actually don't know if anybody really does have strong opinions on this one that much really is there anything bad i hate the environment i'm sure there's people out there say don't change that that's fine that's your opinion if you uh, let us know why you think it shouldn't change well when when you're gone and you've been turned into dinosaur fuel we'll just use you up yeah later on but uh, yeah, I'd love to hear what's most important. Is it the feel? Is it the color? Is yeah. it the color consistency? Is it the the sound? When when you're buying Lego in 2040, yes, what's going to be most important? What to you? Could, yeah, what could Lego get away with changing yeah. without losing you? Yeah, how close do they need to get? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Let me know. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Still Sorting, and until next time, I've been James, and I'm still Jeff. <laughs>